0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Final Whistle podcast from Southampton FC. I'm Kenzie Benali,
1: And I'm Steve Forbes. And we're back again for post-match reaction to Southampton's 3-2 win against Burnley.
0: Joining us for this week's podcast, we have former Saints captain Dean Hammond and NBC's Joe Prince-Wright. Dean, a big result for so many reasons, but 36 points on the board now and a massive step towards survival. Yeah, very,
2: very close now. Um, Really, really important win, a a huge three points, especially against uh, one of the teams that is in a similar situation. Um, An excellent performance as well. Um, So it just gives us a little bit of breathing space, that little bit of um, comfortable um within the the squad to be allow them to to play with that that flair and that creativity that they did today and i think that will continue now because they've got themselves potentially out of the situation that could have been a little bit sticky if the result had not gone for us today so yeah brilliant result um three fantastic goals which was very very enjoyable to watch a big game next week and then the week after, an even bigger game. So it's building up nicely to an exciting end of the season, which we all want to see as as Southampton fans.
1: Joe, this was the first time Saints have come from 2-0 down to win since that epic Liverpool game in March 2016. That was a day that will be remembered for Ronald Koeman running down the touchline and the fans going wild. Not quite the same scenes this time out, but a fantastic result nonetheless.
3: It really was. And this was Southampton back to their best for me. It looked like the, the team that ripped up the Premier League early in the season, Danny Ings, was scoring goals and assisting. Armstrong, Walcott uh, and others were chipping in. It was really brilliant to see a fluid attacking display, great spirit and comeback uh, to recover from that early 2-0 deficit. And that should set Saints up really well for a mini season, if you like, at the end of the campaign to really kick on, push for a top 10 finish and then who knows what will happen in the FA Cup. So really positive display and a big, big win for Saints.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, before we discuss today's win in a bit more detail, here's how the game panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. It's
4: 14th against 15th in the Premier League. Two sides looking to ease their relegation worries. Peters into the box. Walker-Peters stays strong against Peters, who still gets the cross in. Burnley won a penalty for the challenge by Car Walker-Peters. VAR may well have a look at it, but Saints have possession, and I think he's going to give it. Yeah. He has. Wood waiting steps up now Forster prepares and he smashes it and blasts it down the middle as Forster goes to his right back into the Burnley half and Ben Mee just puts his left foot through it and launches it straight to Chris Wood and it deflects for Vidra and his first time shot makes it 2-0 it was Made good a... covering from him as well Adam they've got a ready-made replacement as well Davis. as Ings with the dummy finds Armstrong and Southampton are back in it and he won't get the assist, Danny Ings, but he's his He was instrumental. And then Ings might get there ahead of me, who left it. He's got Walcott to his left. Ings onto his right foot. Oh, that's a brilliant finish. Danny Ings slides it under the England goalkeeper, Nick Pope. Back to Redmond. He squares it. Ward-Prowse will drill it. it deflects. It hits the crossbar. Comes down. And then Ings heads it. And it's headed off the line again back to Walcott on the right lost it to Redmond oh. and Nathan Redmond's form continues and Southampton have turned it around a right foot volley from Walcott's cross mm. cross from the left by McNeil near at the back post it should be three ball, oh. and it's a great save by Forster again as the whistle goes
0: and Southampton have hung on Dean did you enjoy that one?
2: I did. I enjoyed the, obviously the result. It was very, very entertaining. Uh, got my prediction totally wrong. <laughs> that it's going to be a close game and there wouldn't be much in it. Um, very, very open game. And Burnley started very, very well, I must admit. And um, definitely a penalty. I think a little bit of a lazy challenge from Cole Walker Peters potentially could have been a foul on him. Um, but I think it was, it was a penalty. Um, and the second goal, you know, very, very direct. We expect that from Burnley and it was a good finish. Um, But the reaction from Southampton was fantastic, it really, really was. And watching the game, I was thinking if we can get one goal back before half-time, then we can really come out of the second half and and put Burnley under pressure. To get two, both really, really good finishes, build-up play and then an individual goal from Danny Ings, which was fantastic. And then second half again, I think the first 10-15 minutes was flat again from both teams. And then Southampton really came good towards uh, the middle part of the second half. Play some really good attacking play, created opportunities, the Burnley goalkeeper made some fantastic saves and great to see Nathan Redmond score again. So the changes worked for the manager, there was good intensity, but I think just the most important thing, it's a brilliant result. It's a home win. I don't think it's been a home win for the last three months, I think, since we beat Liverpool. So that's a huge result in terms of the league um, and it will do the players' confidence a world of good. And puts us in a much stronger position. You know, 10 points clear of the relegation zone um, with a really, really good um, game next week against West Brom.
0: Yeah, most definitely. It really does feel like there are so many positives to take from today, Joe. What did you make of that performance?
2: Brilliant comeback. A
3: sloppy start. You can maybe say it's happened to a few teams after the international break and a few players have shaken off a little bit of the rust. But yeah, brilliant display up top. I think a lot of the talk before the game was about who was playing up top, the front four, was the selections correct? I think Ralph got the selections spot on because Armstrong was brilliant, took his goal really well. Danny Ings, sensational. Uh, great return from injury for him with the assist, the goal, uh, and involved in the third one as well. Uh, Theo Walcott I thought was really good aside from just the final finish here and there. And uh, yeah, Nathan Redmond obviously building from that uh, incredible performance against Bournemouth so a lot of positives to take um, Southampton now kind of as we said previously giving themselves a little bit of cushion going into these final eight games of the season can focus on the cup now as well which is very nice indeed and yeah like Dean and I said before the game this is always going to be a very tight game against Burnley it wasn't what we expected though it was really open attacking entertaining and what I liked late in the game, Saints managed the situation pretty well. Aside from a couple of dangerous crosses that came into the box, uh, Mohamed Salisu came on, shored things up a little bit. And if we're all being honest, it should have been a more comfortable win at the end because there were some great opportunities on the counter. Saints couldn't quite put that away, but most important thing was to win. And uh, yeah, now we can finally say, I think that relegation, it's not really going to happen this season. So that's always a good thing.
1: Definitely, Joe. Well, sticking with with yourself, uh, the first was very much a half of two halves, as it were. Um, Let's let's start from the beginning. Did you have any complaints about the penalty that was awarded to Burnley? Seeing the replay slightly, but it was a bad tackle. Bad
3: tackle uh, from Carl Walker-Peters. The push on him from uh, Eric Peters was just one of those things. I'm sure Dean would agree that in the run of play, you kind of have those little tussles on and off the ball. I didn't see a lot in that, to be honest, so I think it was the correct decision uh, and you were fearing the worst there with an early penalty kick to Burnley and of course they went 2-0 up, uh, but a great response from Saints, great resilience and that hasn't always been the case this season, so that was another major positive, but yeah, it was a penalty for me.
0: Dean, Burnley's second goal seemed to, to put them in command, will Fraser to be disappointed with that or did the early shot simply take him by surprise?
2: Yeah, I think the early shot, I think the power in the shot as well caught him by surprise. If you look at it in slow motion, yes, it looks like he could get his right foot to it and potentially save it. But I think in, you know, real live time that the strike is um, such an early strike and the ball moves and there's there's a lot of power in it. So I'm not so sure. I think Fraser would look at it and think you can always do better. Players will evaluate their performances and obviously think he, he believed that he would be able to save it. But I don't think there's any blame there, to be honest. Um, I think it was just uh, the confusion between the two centre-halves, if, if I'm honest. Um, Bednarak and, and Vestigar, they got it the wrong way around. Um, Bednarak actually challenged for the Bourne because he did that. It left Vidra free. He challenged with Wood when actually Vestigar should have moved across sidewards and then Bednarak could have gone with a free run of um, Vidra. Um, so it was just a little bit of miscommunication. And to be f- to be fair to, to Burnley, I think Wood caused the two centre-halves a lot of problems today in that physical battle and until the last 20 minutes, when Southampton had to really defend their box and win a lot of headers and make a lot of blocks, I think the two centre-halves had a really tough afternoon, but performed very well in the last 20 minutes to, to, you know, to not allow Bernie to equalise. But yeah, I think it was just a good strike, a good early strike with some movement on the ball with pace that just caught um, Fraser off guard. So no blame there from, from my point of view.
1: Well, the turnaround started soon after that and some lovely play saw Stuart Armstrong make it 2-1. Joe, do you want to talk us through his goal?
3: Yeah, brilliant. I mean, great patient build-up play. Uh, Big Yannick Vestegaard came forward and when he started to do that, it caused Burnley some problems because there was an extra man in the field for them to mark there. So that allowed James Ward-Prowse to get on the ball, pick out Danny Ings, and then that's what Danny Ings brings, a lovely flick, kind of just moment of genius around the corner. And Stuart Armstrong, what I love about him, a lot of his goals are he takes the shot really quickly so the goalkeeper doesn't have any time to set themselves at all. And Nick Pope was already beat and the ball was already past him before he didn't really react. So a great, great goal. All three of the goals to Saints today were tremendous. And that's kind of a theme throughout the season. I mean, it's quite rare that Saints score tap-ins at the moment. They're, you know, volleys going in from all over the place. And uh, it's great to see that quality when it does click in the final third And that first goal summed up the movement uh, and kind of the fluid nature and that rhythm of the team really started to click back in, I think, after that first goal and after the first 20 minutes, which was a very slow start. So, yeah, great goal. And then that kind of set the tone for the comeback.
0: Yeah, it did. Uh, well, let's take a look at what's being said on social media. Then plenty of comments coming in from the fans. Uh, lots of you buzzing with that result. Uh, Peter said the roller coaster ride of supporting Saints. Yeah, it was a bit of a roller coaster, wasn't it? Um, Thomas says best game of the season. He's impressed. Uh, Dean, hello to you. He says took half an hour to wake up, but then outclass Burnley. Come on, you Reds. Uh, and Rosemary's left us this comment. She says chocolate eggs, large glass of wine, sunshine, and a Saints win. Perfect day. You enjoy Rosemary. That does. Sound Lovely. lovely. Um, Dean, back to you then. Let's talk about Danny Ng, shall we? Um, he's obviously been out injured for the last month. You certainly wouldn't have known uh, from that finish. What a goal.
2: He looked very, very sharp. He looked like very, very fit. I think obviously they've been working very hard on training. And, and maybe there's been a few niggles for Danny when he's been playing a, 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 um, late before the injury. And that's why the injury occurred because he looked very, very sharp. today. The, the an, anticipation from the mistake from Ben Mee was good, you know. He's in full flow very, very quickly, and then it's just the composure. I think as watching on the TV, we're all thinking he's definitely going to check here, but it's hard at like you know in live speed. Um, but he checks back so so calm, so composed, and then to have the vision to kind of put it through Nick Pope's legs—it's it, a, it's a brilliant finish. Because anywhere else in the goal, I think Nick Pope saves it. He makes himself very, very big. So the timing of the goal, with the timing of the check, the timing of the finish. It's brilliant. He looked sharp all day. You know, Joe mentioned with the assist around the corner to um, uh, Armstrong is brilliant. His awareness is back and he looked He looked like he was. He wanted to perform today. He wanted to score. You know, the strike he had for the third goal, a really, really good save for, from Nick Polk and then Walker obviously put it back across the goal for Nathan Redmond. He looked sharp. He looked really good and he looked hungry for goals, which is good because I think in between the two injuries and the illness, I don't think it's quite been there every game for Danny. But he looked back to his
1: best for that. Yeah, well, Nathan Redmond bagged himself another goal today. Two, that's three in two games for him, Joe. And it certainly wasn't an easy finish this time out. It really wasn't. It did so well to keep it down. He had a lot of time to kind of think about it as the ball came over from Walcott. So
3: great technique. We know he's got that in his locker. That's maybe the one criticism of Nathan over the years that he gets into some great positions, but just doesn't quite score enough or assist enough in that final moment when it really matters. But. Yeah, the confidence from that FA Cup win and the two great goals he scored down at Bournemouth uh, flowing through him, uh, And of course, now it gives Ralph another selection headache because he started up front centrally, played really well, uh, drifted out wide. And it seems to work in that four there. Like I said before the game, Walcott, Ings, uh, Armstrong and Redmond, the balance, the creativity, the power, the pace that that quartet gives Saints uh, probably is the, their strongest lineup in the attacking areas. And then you have, uh, you know, the likes of Shea Adams, Minamino, uh, Nathan Teller on the bench, which is, uh, and Gineppo as well. So all of a sudden you have a, a wealth of options, which is great for Southampton, especially to kind of rotate things maybe in the, the next few weeks. But yeah, Nathan Redmond, hats off to him. He's had a tough season. Uh, he's admitted that. But He's really back on track and it was great to see him get the winner and a deserved win for Saints. I think the quality of the goals underlined the quality of this performance.
0: Yeah, they really did. And I'm going to bring the fans back into the mix now. Um, Lots of them joining the conversation. Uh, Ryan said he's so happy. Uh, What a way to celebrate Easter. Lovely way to spend the Sunday. Um, Saxon Axe on Facebook said big, big, big three points today. Um, Jamie, thanks for this one. Uh, He says, oh, great to see that win on the South Coast. Uh, Trisha on Facebook has said, well done from Scotland. And Michael has got in touch as well. He says, good shift and a much needed three points. Um, Dean, back to the game then. Uh, James Ward-Prowse really couldn't have come any closer to scoring, could he? There were so many chances in the second half. It easily could have been more, couldn't it?
2: Yeah, it could. I think the the attacking performance in that last 20 minutes of uh, the second half was, was brilliant. and uh, what I mean, what a strike from James Ward-Prowse. He, he had a lot of time to think about that, really put his foot through it and great strike. I don't think Nick Pope got a touch on it. You expected to hit the bar and, and go in. Unfortunately, you know, it came back down and and was cleared. Um, but no, Southampton creates some great opportunities in the second half. You know, Shea Adams, one at the end, one-on-one. On one. I think he had too much time to think. We've mentioned it before with Shay; He needs to be instinctive. I think he had too much time to think about the finish. Um, Theo Walcott, you know, when he span and uh, his left foot and maybe could have s- set Nathan Redmond or Danny Ings at the far post, there was a chance there. Walcott's break again when he couldn't quite get the shot off. So, Loads of opportunities and and the players, like Joan mentioned, I think between them four, the movement's very, very good. The understanding's very, very good for them. Um, And I think they come into little pockets where Stuart Armstrong comes narrow. Nathan Redmond can come narrow. Danny Ings pulls wide to the left and you see him, he likes to cut in and try and curl it in the far post. So lots and lots of chance in the second half. And I agree, it was a deserved win from Southampton and a brilliant reaction to the disappointment of going 2-0 down.
1: Joe, how do you think Saints did defensively today because Burnley were throwing a lot at them at the end. Did well obviously at the end of the game but the start will be concerning. Uh you, you know
3: you can't you can't concede goals like that and you're not going to come back from 2-0 down every week to win games, so that's something that needs to be addressed. But like I said earlier, I think it was maybe just whether it's just been switched off after the international break or for whatever reason, it just was a sloppy start. Um generally defensively Thought we did okay, but it's not easy playing against Burnley, Chris Wood, Vidra buzzing around, a lot of balls swinging into the box, aerial challenges. And I think Saints did okay defensively. That's still an area where I think they can improve, Um, but it's getting there. It's getting there and, you know, seeing the manager's reaction after the game, uh, he said, you know, they could have scored five or six goals against a team that doesn't really give up a lot of chances. So that's the main uh, positive for Saints today that, they showed they can create a lot of chances against a usually solid team. So maybe uh, attack is the best form of defence for Southampton for the rest of the season. And that will be very entertaining for all of us one way or another, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) Well, Dean, it was, of course, a a huge three points. But how much can a result like this coming from behind help with confidence amongst the side?
2: I think it's it's, it's gaining that home win again as well, which is really, really important. Um, I think it's continuing on from a really good result in the FA Cup. Um, the three points is massive, it really is and um, we've mentioned this season on a few occasions Southampton have quite, not quite reacted to disappointment as well as they probably could have done and today they really did, um, they performed very very well, if you take that isolated 20 minutes out of the, the first half they were very very dominant, create some great chances so there'll be a lot of confidence in that dressing room and it just gets them a little bit closer to, to being safe, I think that's what 10 points clear the relegation zone now if results can go for us over the next couple of days, that will be very, very good. And then next week away at West Brom, uh, unfortunately, they've got a brilliant result yesterday. So their tails will be up as well. Um, but within that dressing room, there'll be some real belief now. And one of the biggest things will be the players returning. You know, the squad is a lot bigger now. There's a mo- much more competition for places. And I think in the, in the forward areas... Um, Southampton can cause any team problems especially with the four that are on the pitch today their, their movement's very very good and the intensity of their movement's good and when you've got players like Shea that can come on Teller that can come on Minamina that we've not even mentioned today to come on there's some some real talent there so if Southampton you know like Joe mentioned there's a little bit of a frailty defensively if you've got them sort of players then you can, you can all score one or two or three goals a game so yeah really really good for the confidence
0: Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhüttl now. Here's what this Saints boss had to say after the game.
5: Yeah, tough fight today, and uh, I think in the end, a deserved win. We didn't have a very good start today um, with the penalty and the second goal. Maybe the opponent was a little bit too sure that the win, uh, and then, yeah, we were trying to to do what we wanted to do from the beginning, and then uh, you can see how much quality we have when we create chances so many chances against such a side that is normally then defending very well very deep and it's not so easy to create uh, chances to score and to come back in such a game but it was important that we did it in a, in a fantastic way and and uh, yeah that gives us definitely a booster
2: yeah they are a tough team to to create chances against normally especially when you go 2-0 down I think yeah. you had 24 shots by the end of the game i mean that's that's quite something to play like that isn't it
5: uh, I mean, this is amazing and this was the big topic in the last two weeks, what we have worked on. And that it is that good, uh, that the guys do it that good. Today it is uh, fantastic to see, really. Uh, it's always good when you work on things and you don't see the, the result on the weekend. But the way they did it today was really um, uh, yeah, amazing and, and, and I must say that it was good to watch. I had always the feeling that we can score, I had always the feeling that we can stress them. And um, this is how we have to do it in the future also, and and then we are a good side. How critical was it to get that first goal so quickly after they went 2 0 up? Yeah, it's important to have a first uh, goal because with two down, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. and uh, as soon as they maybe start uh, playing uh, for yeah playing time from the clock, then then it's it's difficult in the second half. So it was important that we go with the equalizer at half halftime, and then you can yeah settle again and, 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 and um, find the right words and then keep on going.
1: Well, looking ahead to our next game, which is West Brom away a week on Monday. Joe, what are your early thoughts ahead of that one?
3: Could be 7 all, 6-0, all, I I, who knows? I mean, it's going to be a, a pretty wild one, I think. I think both teams, Saints now, the pressure's slightly off, so that's good for them going into the game. For West Brom in their situation where they're scrapping for their lives and the relegations, they need to come out and attack, which... I think does help Saints as well in this in this kind of situation. So it will be interesting. I think it's like Dean said, not a great time to play them, but I'd fancy Saints to to go there and and get a win and then build confidence and get the positivity going ahead of that FA Cup semi final against Leicester. So um, yeah, I think it's a good good game for Saints tactically, and it kind of matches up well uh, that West Brom have to come out and attack, be that from the start or maybe from. the the last 30 minutes onwards. So we've seen enough from Saints now to suggest they're back to their best and that attacking four, I think will give any defence in the Premier League a lot of problems.
1: Yeah, definitely. West Brom pulled out a real surprise result yesterday, Dean, and it's been highlighted. Do you think it'll be a more open game then next time?
2: I'm not sure, to be honest. I think it'll be very similar today. I think West Brom set up very similar to Burnley. They'll try and get a lot of crosses in the box. Sam Allardyce is a manager that works on percentages defensively and attacking wise he's very um good with the stats so he'll like to get a lot of crosses in the box make southampton defend and he knows they need to win you know the result yesterday has probably inspired them a bit thinking they've got half a chance of getting out of trouble i don't think they will um but next week i think it's a really important game for for both teams and i think if southampton can win it will it will keep them safe 100% um, and if they win, obviously West Brom, I think, will be pretty much down. So it's a big game. And like Joe mentioned, if West Brom are trying to win the game and not just defensively trying to get a point, it could help Southampton because it will leave spaces for the attacking players. And and that's what they like, getting in between the lines, having a little bit of space to run at the, the back four. And defensively, West Brom are not the best. That's why they're near the bottom of the league. So, look, my prediction was totally wrong today, so it'd probably be a nil-nil draw, but it, it could be... <laughs> Yeah, it could be like Joe's mentioned, there could be some goals next week, which would be great to watch.
1: Well, that's it for today's podcast. Thanks to our guests, Dean Hammond and Joe Prince-Wright. We'll be back for West Brom a week on Monday, so we'll see you then.